0: Okay, We're live. This is Matthew, and I'm excited to bring you all another episode of The Spotlight. This week, my two guests are two individuals that I've been working with for the past month or so, but I've known for a little bit longer than that, and we are going to be talking about a subject that I find endlessly fascinating, and that is the digital wearable culture of virtual worlds. If any of you have stopped by the weekly Whip meetup, I'm sure you've seen the selfie backdrop that this duo have been working together with various artists to set up for WIP events. And if you've been on Scent, you've, I'm sure, come across their posts where they're capturing the amazing cultural awakening that's happening with digital wearables and digital fashion in these virtual worlds. I am very, very excited to be speaking with the husband and wife duo of Lola and Avocados, who make up the team, who what wearable. So, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, how's it going?
2: Hi. Thanks for the intro.
0: So to get started, I think it would be really cool uh, for both of you to introduce yourselves. Um, I know uh, you guys go by pseudonyms, so obviously we're not going to go super deep into real life identities and identifying attributes, but I think it would be cool to give everyone a taste maybe of like a general professional background and maybe what has led both of you into the direction that you weren't working at and, and building out this identity or project who, what, wearable.
1: Well, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, so um, I'm open to come out the gate with my name. I'm Byron, and I'm going by Alva Cuddle. Yeah, I mean, we've been together. We're pretty much practically married, especially in quarantine at this point. Yeah. We're just, uh, you know. But it's been, our journey has been pretty pretty fun this far. Like, it's been pretty adventurous. I feel like uh, at the very beginning of uh, of quarantine, I personally like fell down the rabbit hole and with the whole NFT world. So basically uh, we, I've been in the crypto, like I've been part of the whole crypto community for, I don't know if it's a community, I guess just, I've been interested in cryptocurrencies like since 2018. And um, I'm trying, I'm going to try not to go too long winded here, but we, uh, I've been, Lola and I both come from a background of like, um playing music and kind of like a diy community of artists who just kind of do things themselves and stuff like that and when quarantine happened um we had to kind of stop what we were doing like lola had a full tour a u.s tour that she had to cancel and i was just really looking into like new ways of um new ways of how music and blockchain could interact. I was just wondering if there's anything like that that was out there. And I came across uh, Imogen Heap and what she's doing with Mycelia. And I thought that was really fascinating. Um, she's kind of, she's a, a musical artist and she's been incorporating blockchain. And, um, and then I came across this, this guy named DJ Pepe. And he like, I guess he, he made a trading card with uh a seek like a, a a private link to a soundcloud and I thought that was super fascinating I was like and so from there I found um your your podcast and was completely blown away when I heard the conversations with you and my Conlin and no shot and async art and I remember um like one night I was staying up really late and, and And Lola and I were talking, I was like, kind of just freaking out about how amazing and innovative this could be. Like, I just saw the vision, like, it was just like, wow, like, async art and what they're doing, like, this is it.
2: Yeah, we were talking about having, like, moving photos on our walls, (laughs) like, from art from async and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, and then I found the first virtual event I went to was, um, the get out or stay in and get out
0: by mm-hmm. Cody, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And, and that was incredible. That was like, that was insane. Cause it's just amazing to see the foundation of a digital economy happening. And like people just like making cool shit and, it was, in, it was just so cool to see that, that that's accessible and maybe even an avenue for, for us. And then for like the, however long the whole COVID thing is, you know, um, that this could be a place to just meet with people and um, still go to shows and stuff. I couldn't believe that. And so then uh, basically uh, after that, I, like my next journey into crypto boxes, I went I went by myself and I just so happened to run into Conlon like on my first journey. And I was just listening to uh him and like your interview with him. And so I was just freaking out. I was like, Oh my god, there's Colin. I was like talking, to him. I was like, Lola, there's Colin. <laughs> there's the guy. And I and I hit him up like on the chat and C V and yeah, I was just talking to him about um just like how I love what he's doing with async and how I aspire to like maybe do something like that, like maybe contribute somehow to like make some art. Kind of got a little discouraged with the whole thing with like super rare. I applied there and I didn't go through. And, and then I felt like, man, like I really wanted to contribute somehow. And Lola and I were talking about it and she came up with the idea.
2: To do who wearable. Should I go back and introduce myself now?
0: Yeah, we can put a pin in the whole Who What Wearable thing right now. I think that's a really good intro by you, Byron, and then Lola, kind of go back in time. Tell yeah, us like your, your creative <laughs> journey up until that same point in time, and then we can jump down into what Who Wearable is.
2: Okay. So I'm Lola, Roses or Lola, and I kind of wear a lot of different hats. I'm always doing something different and... Lately, I've been doing a lot of music and and playing drums in a band as a musician. Um, And so, before quarantine, like Byron said, I was gonna go on tour and then that got stopped. And I was pretty much gonna be touring all year. So, my year kind of got changed immediately. And I guess I was just looking for something to do at home. And Byron kept kind of encouraging, like trying to figure out some way we can like just be busy at home um, with projects and stuff. And he was super interested in all the crypto stuff and kept introducing me into, into that world and like NFTs. And um, I guess I was, I guess I've been most attracted to like crypto voxels and just like all the visual aspects and all the art. And just kind of, like, I've always been really interested in technology. And um, I studied biotechnology a little bit. So I just have, like, kind of a lot of different interests. And just in general, very excited about futurism and technology. So this piqued my interest. Um, And I also really like fashion. So, yeah. I've kind of just been, like, behind... Byron like looking at all this stuff that he's interested in and being on the sidelines um and then when we I don't know I think we like went into the whip meetup and saw all the wearables and that was super exciting and intriguing for me and sort of just got me hooked and we were just like having a conversation about it and decided to like Make a wearable blog. I think, I think that's how it started.
1: Yeah, I remember we were, we were outside and we we're just chatting, and then um, you mentioned the name "Who at Wearable." And I just thought it was really funny. Like, like that—that's so. I just felt like it was like a great name, and like we have to do it.
2: Yeah, it was encouraging. The name definitely excited us both.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's really cool. or it could be cool to dive into. I guess your ambitions behind who are wearable um, what it is or what it was when you first set out um, what it's turned into and then where you see it going. I think that'd be an interesting conversation.
2: Um, yeah. Well, I think it started out as sort of like a wearable blog and we We liked the concept of using scent because it just has a great format. Do you want to add to it? I don't really remember the beginning.
1: Sure. Yeah. This really all just kind of has totally unfolded, Matthew. Like we're, there's not really like much. The only intention that I I think there was two main intentions. One was just like, we wanted, I, I just saw such a beautiful community of people like doing cool shit together and everybody supporting each other. And I love that. And I was like, wow, I really would love somehow to find a way where we can contribute. And maybe for me, that's not making art. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't really know. But basically in that moment, it was kind of like, how can we contribute to the community? And then also, yeah, once you find out like all these people making really cool wearables, like this seems like a good avenue where it can highlight what other people are doing. And, and yeah, just to kind of, put a spotlight on what we think is interesting.
0: I think that's really honest. And I, I think that sentiment is really relatable to everyone. It should be relatable to almost everyone that's in the space right now, because I feel like if you're a non-technical person who, or even if you are a technical person doing something here is because you see at the very, very early Days of what's happening that there's there's something special here or it's mm-hmm. going somewhere mm-hmm. and there's that feeling that okay the train is leaving the station the boat's leaving the port and you want to hop on before you miss your chance and you have to do a lot of extra work to to get on board right and I mean that's sort of the reason why myself and then Rizzle uh, have like started recording these podcasts like we want to kind of contribute in our way and then The Wip is almost an extension of that and uh, I see what you guys are doing with what wearable is like just another iteration of that and the fact that it's been focused on that that really crazy wearable culture that I first came across uh, in The Wip in, in its full beautiful force, right? Um, I just think that's a really beautiful a vector to focus on in this whole space. And it's something that really makes it special and it's something that's very unique, I think, compared to to other projects in the VR space. Of course, other VR projects have their own wearable culture, but there's something about, the, about CryptoVoxels that users are able to just use this very generalizable pretty approachable in my opinion tool of magic voxel to design and mint their own clothes that then the community can purchase and wear and trade and and that is really special to me and i mean the the fact that you guys started focusing on on that was awesome because with the whip there's so many things to focus on in any given week and then with you guys doing a lot of the the legwork to shine that spotlight on on the fashion part, I think that's really special. And especially since it's super, super new, uh, there needs to be a lot of attention on it so that people really do realize how special it is, how unique it is, what the changes are week to week. So, I, I mean, from when you first saw the fashion side of it until now, I mean, has there been any change yet or is it still relatively the same in terms of like, how you how you see it? I'd be curious to to hear your take after been after you've been tracking it for the past few months.
1: So cool, yeah. Um, I'd like to touch on that. I just want to kind of acknowledge what you just said when you were saying um, about how the wearables and crypto voxels are different from other um, worlds, and it's not necessarily like better or worse, but I will say for me, like, I, it's. Coming from like like this DIY culture, more so, um, I love the fact that crypto voxels has a, a lower barrier to entry when it comes to making these things. Like anybody without the technical skills can make cool shit. And I love that. And then also the uh box, there's not such a there's not a, a box around it. The fantasy, like you can if you wanted to, you can get out there. Like, you know, and as like we've we've all seen, it's it's insane. Some of these wearables that people are putting together and now just to bring it up to like what, what you're um, asking if we saw for me, I'll go first and maybe let has anything, but like uh devil, his, his, his new outfit with the, with the cat, like, yeah. That,
0: oh my God.
1: Insane. <laughs> and the, and yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: and the builds in the motion and the move. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> his outfits are, Next next level.
2: Yeah, they are next level. We're excited to see more from that guy. Um, yeah, just the innovation in general. There's just been so much, even in the short amount of time that we've been like focusing on the wearables. I mean, for example, I guess seeing tattoos, like seeing uh Ghost Agent or RG Banksy, he has a lot of different names, but just him coming out with tattoos was pretty innovative. Um, so I just love seeing like people thinking outside of the box and like just trying out different things.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of hard when we like focus on Devil because I feel like he's such a showstopper, right? Um, especially <laughs> with especially with the the kitty outfit, it just nails it. I mean, he takes the movement physics into account. The movement is so natural and fluid. Um, with some wearables, you definitely see. Uh, a little bit of clashing maybe with with other elements because they've all been designed sort of in isolation sometimes you scoop a hat and then some glasses and then maybe like a shirt and some other elements from all different creators and they haven't been designed in like to one cohesive outfit versus what he's doing with each particular element that I'm sure maxes out the current wearable quota um of just all being designed with the other element in line i mean that's next next level so
1: next level it's just just crazy yeah
0: and it's it's developments like that that make me most excited right i mean they don't come along every single day but when they do they totally level up the whole field right i'm sure i mean if (laughs) i keep thinking like should i get into the world wearable game because like you mentioned that barrier to entry is so low for crypto voxels Um, It's a little bit of study like how to use magic voxel to make sure that you have like 32 by 32 by 32 dimensions down, So you can actually mint something that's wearable, but really other than that, it's you're only limited to what you can create by your imagination, essentially in time. Um, And then just (laughs) seeing folks like devils come in, it's like, okay, it's not going to be too long before like that, the baseline requirement for what people are looking for in, in wearables is just like, Way higher than it is even today, so it's mm-hmm. like there's really no time but the present to get involved in this. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like as I'm as I'm saying this, I know you guys are covering uh, the wearable fashion from like uh, an observer's lens, but have have either of you dabbled in actually designing and minting your own wearables? I feel like that maybe is is the next step. No. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's funny you say that, because we are in the process of getting a store built in cryptoboxels and we're really excited about it.
1: Yeah, Leandro, um, CryptoMotors folks are, are working on it, so it's going to be nice. nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've been making some wearables kind of on and off over the past few months, and I mean, we haven't totally honed in on what exactly we're going to come out with but it definitely has a punk aesthetic and somewhere you know it's like involved in the it's just very creative artistic punk music vibe it, it's it's to,
1: to, I feel like it's an expression of, of of us personally yeah a lot so I mean it might not be for everyone um, but uh it's just a fun thing to mess around with and yeah. We'll see what happens.
0: Cool. Well, I received my first mohawk the other day from Angie Taylor. I, I feel like <laughs> she sent
1: her. Yeah,
0: she's really cool. I think she sent a few mohawks to a few people. So I mean she's setting the stage for, for what you guys may be doing. But I'm but could you go into a little bit more detail without re- revealing too much um with what kind of your ambitions are with the storefront it sounds like you're building out maybe the the beginnings of of a particular brand uh an aesthetic but i mean i think you guys should definitely tease that a little bit more at least for my sake i want to hear more
2: um yeah so the store is going to be sort of like a hybrid between a venue and a record store slash clothing retail store so it's going to have it's, – it's, there's a lot of stores in real life that we like that are sort of similar to that where they have, like, records and clothes and it's kind of this whole community of, like, music-centered fashion. And so we're going to um, – yeah, we're excited for designing the store. And then we're, gonna, we're going to have, like, a collection of clothing. It's going to be, like, a clothing collection.
1: Yeah, and also um there'll be a stage. So we are thinking about having like friends bands stream in and stuff and, and maybe have shows. Um that's the idea of it. We haven't really shilled like or told anybody really about crypto voxels yet to be like but I can't wait to do it. Like like soon enough, like once I feel like I can't wait for our friends to to know about it and to and to, uh, I don't know, have them play shows and stuff like in the virtual world.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of musician friends that aren't really doing much right now. And I think they would really love to be a part of this world and play shows in this setting.
1: The only thing that's kind of, um, I guess, been holding me back from doing it for the most part is just the fact that, like, it bogs down my computer super hard. and like yeah it's just kind of some of the sound issues so i don't you know i haven't really i don't want them to be bummed out on the first the first go like i don't want to show it to them and then it like you know like the technology's not quite there yet where like it can handle yeah so i've been reluctant but i can't wait to to show it to them
0: yeah i think that's really important uh to acknowledge like the technical state that everything is at so that we can like temper expectations. Um, of newcomers to the space, especially musicians. I feel like the the standard that anyone involved in music has, whether you are a musician yourself or you really enjoy music uh, and you love to listen to like whatever your brand of the best music is, right? You don't want to have feedback. You don't want to have breaks and like live performances, especially um, it just ruins it right away. Um, so there's definitely the audio issues that need to be shored up for, for live performances in particular. I feel like piping in pre-recorded things. um, As long as you have a very, very solid like ethernet connection, you can, you can do pretty well. It's still not like hundred percent. I'd probably grade it like 85, 90% at this point. Um, But outside of the audio issues, I feel like talking about maybe barriers or um, points that, Maybe people are waiting for uh, to change or improve before inviting more people into the space. I feel like that's a really inf- interesting conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: it, it is the hesitancy or the what you what you what both of you are waiting for to invite other people only about the technical audio issue, or it almost sounded to me like you wanted to create this this space uh, and the stage and the vibe. Uh, so that maybe there's something more familiar uh, for your friends before you invite them in to show them, hey, like this is our slice of life in this virtual world. You recognize it now. Kind of explore from here since you're going to be familiar with this, and I know you'll dig it. Like, is that is that the point uh, or one of the huge parts going into the creation of your storefront, or am I totally off base on that?
2: I think you're totally on base. That's a great point. <laughs> I think that's a huge part of it, and I think that's kind of like going to be the saving grace if the stream doesn't really work perfectly. I think people will have just this cool place to walk around and look at and see like clothes and other characters walking around, and so that's going to add a lot to the experience. You think?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing I feel like you know what, sooner or later. They're gonna have to face it because this is where we're going. Like, like I well, I believe I just see the value in the in the in the metaverse and the fact like the the true ownership of things that we're not seeing in like you know Fortnite and stuff like that. And not that I play I don't play Fortnite, but but like yeah, <laughs> it's okay. I, you can be honest. I just <laughs> but like I just see like. You know, uh, especially I, I think I've heard somewhere where you've said this before too, Matthew. Um, it was like that you see uh, like the COVID situation. I think it was in one of your sent articles, like how we're all indoors and we're all kind of like like more and more going to be meeting in the metaverse. Something along those lines. I, I probably butchered it, but but like I to, I see that one hundred percent. And it, as this stuff just gets progressive, like in more, less stigma, like around uh, like VR and all that. And it becomes more uh, just acceptable and like, yeah, socially acceptable. All of our friends are going to be here and we're all going to be transacting with like cryptocurrencies and like, it's going to be awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm down that rabbit hole with both of you.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're we're like, doing it
0: now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, and yeah, it's we're definitely so early. So there there always has to be that tempering of expectations. But I feel like as soon as someone gets a taste of this, and as long as they're they're more or less open minded at this point, because they have to be, because not everything's perfect. Um, they the social element is there, the excitement's there, the, the funkiness is there. And I feel like most, most people with an open mind can get behind something like that. And especially like just seeing this group of people that, you know, like every single avatar is, is a unique person, right? Like there's no bots at this point, like making weird avatars just like go somewhere. right? There are real people there that can be engaged with that. um, it That's special. And everyone has this kind of like shared sentiment of what we're doing is like the coolest thing. And there's, there's, all the elements and ingredients for like a really strong, powerful community right there. And on top of that, it's visualized, which is just like what tips this over and tips the skills for me versus everything that's similar. uh, That's come before it, right? Like we have elements of podcasting, we have elements of blogging, we have all these familiar elements, but they've all been combined in this virtual world, which I never thought I would be interested in because I'm not like a traditional gamer. Um, Same had, you know, like, I don't have my headset yet. I'm going to have to order it this week because I feel like, especially the experience in VR chat, it's like, I really want to be immersed in that. I feel like that is interesting. And then the direction that CryptoVox is going, where you can kind of be immersed in, in this world as well. Like, I think we have to make the plunge. And I see more and more folks at the whip, um talking about having made the plunge and it's just going to open up so much more like potential – Uh, white space for designing experiences and events and stuff like that. So I feel like that's the next step, but even for people that don't do that, there's so much that we have to work with. And I know we started talking about the metaverse generally and like our context is, I think probably mainly crypto voxels based, but I'm wondering if either, either of you have like any, any strong takes on the future direction of the metaverse, either with or without, uh, the influence of COVID on that development. I'm curious, like, what are your far-reaching visions of of what the metaverse will will be like, especially in relation to like our in real life uh, in real life lives that we are living.
2: Well, we've talked about possible things that could happen with the metaverse, just like having stores that you can go into and buy stuff. Um, virtually and then it'll show up at your doorstep you know so you'll like put on your VR headset and go shopping. I think definitely like the virtual ownership is going to become a thing and I've been trying to get into making wearables beyond box-related ones and just like learning about 3D modeling and like there's like that program Marvelous Designer You can make like virtual clothings and I've been finding like a lot of different designers that are actually getting into making um, like a virtual counterpart to their real design and just like putting them into games is already happening. I just think it's already happening. So it's going to become more and more of a thing. And this is crazy. I just saw like this one designer, I think it's called the fabricant. I'm not sure on that. I was looking at a lot of different ones, but basically you can buy one of their virtual designs and then they'll you'll send them a, po- a photo of you and they'll Photoshop it onto your photo. So you can post it on Instagram or whatever social media. So I'm like, that's, that's kind of mind blowing. And like, it is, re- it's like, it's so real. It's, it's what we're all going through right now where it's like, you just need this one piece of clothing for the photo that you're posting. You know, and that's kind of the reality we live in now. But yeah,
1: yeah, it's so yeah. Um, man, there's it's just so crazy. There's um. So uh, I I heard an interview with Max from Sent and uh, Andrew Steinwald. I think it was Andrew Andrew's a deep thinker too. So they're both great in my book. Um, uh, but Andrew did say that like the human, human nature is like all about kind of like status in a way. So if we're not like, like we buy fancy cars and all like, you know, watch for what, like, what does it mean? It doesn't really mean much in reality, but other than like, Andrew was saying that like it's like a status symbol, and so we so we kind of just do it for status, like and that makes sense to me. And I can see that if we're kind of bogged down uh, because of the whole coronavirus and stuff, and you know people want to show their status, and how can they do that? Like, is buying clothes still a thing in the real world? Like, like do people want to continue to buy clothes? How are they going to like flaunt it? What clubs are open? um but other than maybe like you know but i can picture like virtual clubs like you know you got sugar club and stuff like that and and what if uh i mean like lola was saying designers are already uh, making digital wearables like i saw i think mark jacobs did and louis Louis vuitton uh, i think did something and so i mean just imagine once they. They start entering the space and you actually have like real fashion designers like um, selling their wearables, maybe interoperable, like, you know, it can go in every different world and, and uh, yeah, it's just a new status symbol will be on your avatar versus like in world.
2: Yeah. And to add to that, it's also very sustainable because it sort of solves the problem of fast fashion and people wanting to buy different clothes like every week to show off um, the clothes that they'll be buying virtually don't have any impact on the environment. So that's a, that's a plus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a huge plus. And I feel like the interoperability that's not every single project in this space has that in mind, but a lot do. Um, Especially the ones that we're involved in. Um, I know VR chat allows like, it's definitely more technical how, how this happens, but you can almost import like your entire avatar or you can actually import your entire avatar into that, that world. Um, and Somnium space is going in the direction where like, it won't look the same aesthetically, but somehow there's going to be some way to come into, uh, and take your like voxel fashion into Somnium space. And then from Somnium space, go to VR chat, um, Decentraland a little bit of like its own island uh, in a lot of regards. So it probably will be a while before anything like that similar happens over there. But they have like some cool experiments, I think starting to happen on the wearable front now in De- Decentraland. But the fact that you're not hurting the environment by creating an additional wearable is definitely a plus. The fact that you can personalize your avatar and kind of like keep your avatar consistent throughout these different worlds uh, which offer these like different advantages between them. I think is really cool. And I'm wondering if we should like dive deeper into the actual like wearable fashion. Like when people wear or put together an outfit, like do you feel that the outfit is changing at all? Do you feel like it's when people settle on an outfit for the most part, do people just keep that outfit from event to event? over a long period of time, like how do you see the actual like fashion evolving in the metaverse? Like what is the the rate of speed at which people adopt new pieces, swap out outfits? Um, I think that could be interesting because I've never heard anyone actually talk about it from that perspective as it relates to like our current conception of how fashion seasons go and stuff.
2: Yeah, that is an interesting question. And it's something I've thought about too, like last meetup, I was looking around and I was like, I should change my outfit more. <laughs> if we're like, if we're like the wearable people in the space, like looking at everyone's wearables. It'd be cool to change mine more, but I guess I just like never really have the time or think about it because I'm always thinking about other people's wearables more. But I did notice at the last WIT meetup, a lot of people changed, and I think that might have something to do with selfie backdrops maybe and like just that whole contest that we had i mean i could be wrong but i just i could see that inspiring people to kind of change it up or or think about their wearables more um but i did see a lot of different new outfits and i think there's some people that like to change every week and then there's some people that are like this is my virtual identity and Mm -hmm. i like to stick with it yeah yeah
1: i think i think that's that that feels pretty accurate to me too. There's some people that are like Lila just said, like uh this is my virtual identity and they want to stick with it. Like you got people like Tubador who's just awesome and he's always looking, you know, he's got his uh he's got his virtual identity down. And then there's other people that I've noticed that that are yeah changing it up.
2: I wonder if that reflects who they are in real life.
1: Yeah
0: I mean well, I'm kind of like in your camp uh, for the longest time. And this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to reach out to who at wearable and both of you to do something more regular uh, alongside the whip is that I feel there, there needs to be like a forcing function to kind of get people a little bit more conscious about the wearables and, and the outfits there. And I, I do think that the selfie backdrop is definitely having an influence and making people like think a little bit more about like, the outfit that they have on when they hit up the whip. I I feel like that there is definitely something there. And even myself, um, who's had, like, the same outfit for the longest time, like, I switched something up the other other week um, after I put on, like, the James S.W., purple bandana was it the fabiano
1: flies (laughs) yeah that's
0: it yeah 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 yeah. the the fabiano flies i took off my gold watch and i put it on the uh (laughs) (laughs) the little voxel like click or crew or whatever he had named that Uh, but like even this week i'm like okay i think it may be time to go black and like i have a black bandana and uh i have the black vx2s from uh, no shot and and James S W respectively, and I, I'm just, I just need like a a black hat to kind of pull pull an outfit together. So I'm thinking how I can get a black hat for it. But like it's making me think about it more.
2: I love that you have like a concept and you're going for it. Like that's how I get dressed in real life, and it's so cool <laughs> to hear that that's what you're doing in CV.
0: Yeah, it's, there's definitely a little bit too much friction at this point from figuring out like what the sizes are that are appropriate for the avatar. Like I have something saved, so I can easily refer to it, but it's like, not as fluid as it should be. I feel like DCL is definitely nailing it on that front. Um, everything is kind of like sized appropriately, but again, it limits sort of experimentation. You don't have like huge beer bottles that are then used as like faces. Like we have in like CV, like there's just way more scope for, for doing crazy stuff in CV versus other worlds. Um, and for like a newcomer that could be like overwhelming, but, um, I don't, I don't feel like the tools are overly complicated, but it definitely is like a time investment, which um, I mean, these are just like points of friction that I'm not sure if they're deal breakers, but it's definitely important to be aware of them as, as we head forward, as we explain this to new people, uh, as we bring them in, which I'm really excited to see more people come in and start to experience um, what we have here. Because I do think it's it's quite special.
2: I think there's a sense of wanting to be identifiable. And I was just thinking about like, it'd be so interesting to not have the name tags and see who you can sort of still identify just by seeing their wearables. And I think a lot of people maybe want to have some sort of like identifier, but then like changed up their outfit a little bit. That's kind of what I mostly see. And then there's just some people that are just like going crazy. Like Fabiano has always got his animals, you know, could always count on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like, yeah, like, I feel like for the most part you can, you can kind of tell, oh, that's that person without even reading their name tag, which I enjoy. I think it's nice.
1: Snotty Snake with his
2: sombrero. Yeah, that sombrero classic.
1: He's, he's amazing. Talk about um, fantasy. I mean, I love... This is a whole new aspect, too, about the metaverse is that you can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do. So the whole like construct like the whole, just everything that we're confined to in the real world doesn't matter anymore. And so maybe I just wonder, like in the future of wearables or just outfits in general, um, that's just going to be com- completely like incorporated. Like, what if Mark Jacobs just started like making like huge animal he- heads or something? I, I don't know. Or they just start, you know, embracing what the, what people, enjoy doing in the metaverse.
0: Yeah. I I definitely feel like that is the next level, right? Um, Like people really letting go of all their like previously conceived notions and expectations of what quote unquote fashion means from like an elite fashion designer. Um, What happens when they let go (laughs) and, and really embrace like the manifold possibility right like i feel like there's so many avenues that can attract people in this sort of virtual space right and i'm trying to especially with the whip try to pull the best of all of those into this one event so that if people do take the time to come in for like 30 minutes to an hour like they can be presented with like all these crazy projects that are doing something but then they have like this wearable culture and then then oh, we have these like group games and oh, now we can engage in these like community bidding wars together. And like, there's the high end, there's the approachable end. Like there's there's all these things that are going on and it's just trying to present everything in in the best way to people when they pop in and so that they can kind of find something that they like. Because every that's the thing at the end of the day, like everyone's interests are so different. What they like about, CV, what they like about the whip, what they like about the wearables is all going to be different from one another, right? They're all going to be focused on like a different pixel, almost literally. And it's just making sure that it's, it's always there uh, to show people. um, I, I think that's like the hardest part, the presentation part and, and conveying and explaining before people come in. I feel like that's always going to be like a work in progress,
1: man. Well, I just want to say that I really appreciate everything that you do, what rizzle does, like like thank God for the whip, because <laughs> I mean I wouldn't still be engaged, I don't think if it wasn't for you, guys, because like yeah, I just when i my first experience was the art show, that was f- completely fascinating. Um, my mind was blown by all the different wearables and stuff I remember that day, and like and then going back and actually getting like real value by meeting up with like hearing people projects and I was like man this is this it just blew my mind and uh, I'm just really happy that it exists and there's a place like that that, that I that we can go to and so honored that you've in, um, asked us to be a part of it like and to be on this podcast right now is insane because it just <laughs> brings me back to like that first night I was just I was what I was listening to all these podcasts Matthew like all your podcasts and like listening to like, you yeah, know, no shot and, and just like wh- my mind was melting and to be here now, like talking with you is just so insane. Like, so yeah. Thank you. Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's too much. That's really too much, but I'm so, it's so cool to hear. Um, I love that things coming full circle. Um, uh, but it's not like a complete circle. It's like just the first of, of many circles that will keep blasting out into the metaverse and impacting other people i know what you are doing is inspiring other people we were just talking about that so thank you for your kind words (laughs) and um well i know you alluded to the storefront that you guys have cooking up Uh, i feel like at this point if there's any other plans or updates that you guys have for the community um, maybe an update on the email sign i feel like this is the time to talk about all the things that you have in the pipeline, what people should look out for um, as we head towards the end of the of the podcast.
2: Yeah, well a big project we're working on is the wearable zine. And it's just a, it's a really fun project to get everyone involved in one thing and showcase all their wearables. And so we made the backdrops with Trippy Yogi, well, he made them, but he contributed them, which is cool. And we just thought it'd be great to have an artist each time we do this to contribute the artwork. And I think that really inspired the whole selfie backdrop thing, which has been really fun. But yeah, so we're working on the the zine, and it's going to be a virtual zine, and we will have a launch party at our new store, which we're excited about, hopefully with a musical guest. That will bring to the space. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, we, we're, we're also doing um, a monthly thing with the backdrops with Dow Records. Right. Oh, yeah. And um, so that's going to be fun. It's like um, basically there will be a backdrop that's going to be up um, at their pop-up shop for about a month. And so people will be able to go and take selfies with the backdrop and submit their looks for a chance to win a wearable. Designed by Zybot, Pink um, and Wizard
2: Okay, so we'll be working with Dow Records. Yeah, so everyone will have an opportunity to win wearables from them.
0: Yeah, uh, Vandal, Dow Records is doing with uh, the pop up. I think it's really interesting. And again, outside of the whip, that is the only other like really regular meetup that i can think of outside of of common's monthly um gangnam art club meetup and then what what cody does um pretty semi semi-regularly with the massive massive events that he ends up putting on um again like the kitty bungalow event uh to follow up what he did with uh get out to stay in it's just like these are massive events and I know like Ben is focused on like getting a million builders into this space, but I definitely feel like getting a million events happening is what really will make everything magical and work together with, with the uh, increased builders making really, really cool buildings and um, venues in which to, to create culture essentially, which I I feel like all of us are, are playing our, our small role in creating which is just mind-blowing to think about. But I wanted to thank both of you uh, for taking the time to hop on the show, uh, talk about what you're doing uh, with Who What Wearable and the crazy cool wearable culture um, that we're seeing unfold in front of our eyes. So thank you both for what you're doing and keep on creating.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Matthew.
0: Podcast.